two redheads and a special guest talking about racing. Andrew's really special on the podcast every time, but it's not him today. Wow. That was a low blow. All right. Um, Henry, go ahead and introduce yourself. What's up, guys? I'm Henry Schleiser. Uh, I'm new to NASCAR, new to racing. First race ever. Do I yes. get to say my hair color? Yeah, I it's mean, not it's not red. It's or, not red. We're making an exception today. <laughs> um, so Henry's your friend from high school. Yes. So Henry and I are actually going to the same school, Arizona State, next year. Um, and we're actually in the same radio class at high school. So it's kind of crazy how small of a world it is. But Not to mention we're studying the same thing next year. Yeah, we're literally doing the exact same thing. And we've kind of been on the same path. So um, I wanted to take Henry to a NASCAR race. This is my home track here at Chicagoland. So I wanted to um, take him to the track and experience all of it. So... Um, Henry, what did you think about it? Well, my first thing I got to say is I'm still learning racing and I still don't completely understand it. <laughs> However, this, this, my experience for my first day at the track was unbelievable. NASCAR, Andrew, as much as you've told me about it and as much as you've tried to explain it and all the stuff that goes into it off the track and in the garage, I didn't really understand how much it was until I saw it today in person. I didn't know how much inspection and how much the little things really go into the actual race. And this will sound maybe kind of dumb. That's all right. There are dumb comments from Andrew. <laughs> but the race goes so much faster on the track than when you're watching it, watching it on TV. I mean, that race flew by and it was unbelievable. I had so much fun, and it was just a completely unreal experience. That's hard to describe. So we were walking the Xfinity Garage at one point today, and this is not Andrew's first race, but some car was cold cluster maybe. <laughs> yeah. Started up right behind, like as we were walking right past it, and you both jumped. Like you've never, well, Andrew's heard a race car before, but I was like, it's still startling. Yeah, it it's, is. It's loud. I mean, it's loud, but yeah, Henry, you you had a big jump there. I mean, I didn't jump, I ducked. Yeah. <laughs> um, like the car's gonna fly out over you and land. Let me it was ask, really loud. Okay, so the loud, the 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 noise aspect of it was that surprising? Um, yes and no. I mean, at first it was like, wow, this is really loud, but. I mean, obviously, I'm a sports fan, too. After a while, it's just like, yeah, it's kind of like any other sporting event, just instead of the crowd getting really fired up, it's the cars. So, in that in that aspect of where, like, the noise was coming from, it was different. But, like, the actual noise and, like, getting used to it, if that makes sense, it wasn't that different. What about the scent of the racetrack? That's oh, always I very I love the racetrack. Like, the burnt rubber, the fuel, like... The race track like has it. a distinct scent, yeah. I like it. I like it. It's authentic. You, I mean, now I'm going to associate that those, like, smells of, like, gas and burnt rubber yeah. forever with NASCAR. <laughs> and, and it really, we were talking about the little things on the track that go in, you know, in, and in the garage that go into the actual race and into cars. Talk about the actual experience for a second. Think about that. You got, first off, the fan experience which I think we got to experience today a little bit. You got everything else that goes into it on the track with the press getting involved and then just like like the camping outside of the actual track. But then you got all the little things, the Fuji 
treat, the smell, all these yeah. little things that you're going to associate with with the sport. And that's one. That's that's a, that's a thing that I'm going to associate with NASCAR now forever. Are those two smells? I thought it was. I thought it was great. It makes it. It makes it more authentic. Yeah. Smell the racetrack. That should be the title. Smell the racetrack. I like that. Smell the racetrack. I mean, I think that's such a good point, and that's why NASCAR. It's so important to get to the track, and Henry, I think you hit it. And this is what really struck me when I'm gonna have to put myself back when I started following the sport. But there is so much more that goes into it than what you just see on the racetrack. And I think you got a good window into that today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Andrew, going off what I said and what you just said, probably back like four years ago when we first really became friends and you were telling me about NASCAR, I just thought, Dudes are just driving souped up these Chevy rednecks. Cruises. <laughs> like these guys are just driving souped up Chevy Cruises and Toyota Camrys. And I obviously I could not have been farther from the truth. I mean that that's so wrong and so stupid to think now that I actually thought that. But it is absolutely crazy how much being off by an inch can just derail your entire weekend as weekend, excuse me, as a driver. And I'm a football guy. Football's a game of inches. So is NASCAR. And I think that's so, so interesting how intricate the sport is. Yeah. Speaking of inches, do we know if Brent Moffitt passed inspection He yet? did, actually. Okay. I just checked Twitter and Bob Pockers. So, I mean, we have an official winner. Brent Moffitt okay. did just, win. Just sure. <laughs> um, we got to check that now. Yeah, that was important. Uh, I want to go to, I mean, because in our group chat today, Jason, we were talking a lot about Ross Chastain, how... Everyone's talking about Ross, but um, we ran into Ross a few times today. We were basically hanging out with Ross all day. Yeah, so it's like so every second, best like, oh, there's Ross. Ross. I, want, I want to tell a story here, and I'm sure it'll be told on our vlog, but um, we're hanging out in the media center before the Ross Chastain interview, which was at 2 o'clock today, and I get this call, and in Chicago, I don't know if this is necessarily the case for all over yeah, the country. I've never heard of this. Really? Yeah. Okay, so this is a Chicago thing, but there would be these hackers or whatever that basically call you and try and like sell you stuff or it, it's it's basically a robocall. It's not a real call. So we get a bunch of those here in Chicago. So I'm trained to not answer my phone if I do not know the number. So I got one of those calls today, but I noticed it was Fort Myers, Florida. I'm like, who is calling me from Fort Myers? The watermelon capital of the world. The watermelon capital just, of the just world. Kidding, that's Page on South Carolina. Oh, I'm all right. Griffin's hometown. Well, sorry. Sorry, Jason. But I'm like, who is this? I'm like, should I answer it? I, I don't think I should answer it. And Henry, you're the one like, what'd you say? I said... I'd answer it, it might be important. Yeah, so I answer it like, hey, is this Andrew? This is Ross. I'm like, I'm glad I answered that phone call right there. Hey, Andrew, you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> and even during the interview, he's like, you don't know when you're going to get robocalls yeah, yeah. in sport. I'm like, oh, shoot. Yeah. But It's been a big Ross week. He was on store but from Clear Monday, and I got to hang out with him there. Then on uh, the racetrack today, didn't do as well on the race, finished seventh. He said it was his worst performance, but they still finished seventh. That's pretty That's good. pretty impressive going forward Kentucky in a couple weeks another mile and a half but then you get to I think they go back to Iowa they have Eldora some shorter races in Bristol too that Ross will probably be pretty stout at um Henry too you got to meet some of the drivers and, and just people in the industry overall your experience with talking to drivers and just everyone in NASCAR the 
most personable professional sports experience I've ever experienced. I mean, I think I can, although I've only, today was my first race, I think I can say this with the utmost confidence that there is no sport that is as good at incorporating their fans with their drivers and, or athletes per se as well as they do it. I mean, you look at the NFL, NBA, NHL, all any other professional sports brand or league in in this country and in the world to say, is there anywhere else that does as good of a job as giving the fans as good of as 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 good of an experience as NASCAR? Yeah, you saw. I don't think so. You saw those drivers signing autographs for the fans. Before they raced, it's like on race day going up to an NFL player and getting their autograph right. or on game day or whatever. That just doesn't happen. And again, this, I mean, today was Ross Chastain day for us, <laughs> but he had a really, really cool moment with a kid today. You oh, tweeted yeah. it on your Twitter, but this kid drew a picture of Ross Chastain's car. Truck. And, c- truck. Fine, whatever. It's still He's a been car. messing up truck and car all day. Like, don't, if you screw that up in the interview... Shut up. All right? <laughs> so he drew a picture of Ross Chastain's car and <laughs> truck. But um, he had Ross sign it. And this kid was so passionate and interested yeah. in the sport. And I noticed a lot of kids and parents at the track I today. I know. That's crazy. Like, way more than I normally see on a Friday. Yeah. So, I mean, that was yeah. crazy, too. I got to meet a big Door Bumper Clear fan, Megan Nelson, if she's listening. They go. shout out. But she had her kids there, too. And actually, her son races Bandoleros, and he's actually going to race tomorrow. Oh, that's cool. And he won't be on the track. We'll be back Sunday. Just, like, seeing all these kids in the garage and knowing that they're experiencing NASCAR, and then in, in 10 years, they're going to want to go to the track themselves. And 20 years, when they're in college, go to the track themselves, too. So you guys start me young. Kids drive NASCAR. Kids drive NASCAR. There's Hashtag Kids drive NASCAR all season long. Make sure to use that. There's your commercial NASCAR. <laughs> all right. Re- little recap of the day. Not too much exciting happened. Brett Moffitt won the race. Brandon Jones finished second. Tomorrow's the Xfinity race. Who won last year? Kyle Larson. He's not in it. Only Logano is the only cup regular. So I think there's a good chance we could see uh, Xfinity guy in victory lane. Hoping it's Justin Allgaier. It's pretty much a home race for him. Be awesome for JRM to get to victory lane. But those big three that... I don't like how it's called the big three in the Xfinity Series. I thought it was not enjoyable to call in the Cup Series. Now, we're just going to call in the Xfinity Series again. I'm just not a huge fan of that. Yeah, actually, that was interesting. Um, Tyler Reddick was one of the interviews that I had today. And afterwards, I asked him, what do you think about the whole big three title that they're basically giving the NASCAR Xfinity yeah. Series? He said... And I think this was the same as the big three drivers last year in the Cup Series. He doesn't really think about it. Yeah. But he knows that Cole Custer and um, and Chris Rebell yeah. are the two drivers he's going to have to beat. Yeah. It's just unoriginal. Like, they yeah, did it last I know. year. We don't need this again. It just doesn't really enhance the racing. When you know your, your driver's not on the big three, it may not have as great of a chance of success. It's just like, do I even care as much as I would? And you know what? It's risky titling at the big three because look at last year. Big three and me, yeah. Joey Logano, ended up winning the championship. Yeah, exactly. When the whole year was branded with three drivers. Yeah. So, I mean, you cannot lock and load yeah. the, the top three drivers at this point in the season because you just never know. Yeah. 
And maybe that's a Fox thing and NBC will be a little more creative with their storylines. But one thing I did notice, NBC was, you know, broadcasting today around Peacock Pit Box, Dale Jr., Chris Avoto, Dale Jarrett broadcasting. Just their conversation, the race conversations they have is extremely exciting to listen to and entertaining to listen to. And they had a Fan Friday broadcast, which was awesome. So I'm so excited to get back and watch Daytona's coverage next week because it's NBC and we love NBC. I can agree with that. It was a good day at the track overall. Day one complete. We'll be back tomorrow bright and early for Xfinity Race Day and Cup cars will be on track as well. We'll give you a little update tomorrow evening as well and preview Sunday's Camping World 400. Henry, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Henry. Thank you for having me today, guys. It was an absolute blast, and I hope I can do it again sometime. Would you go back to track? 100% in a in a heartbeat. You got to go to a cup race now. Like truck yeah. is truck, but like cup is the whole experience. Yep. You don't even need, you don't even need to ask me because I will find a way there. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just ask you because I don't want to see where that creativity goes. <laughs> All right. We'll catch you tomorrow night on Redhead Racing Radio. See ya.